Who the hell are you? And we'll be done with Greg. I, I'm Greg. I'm 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 the Greg you know and the Greg you remember. Um, I am absolutely not a clone. If that's okay. what you're thinking. Um, <laughs> Possibly robotic replacement. No, that is. I, I know you've been watching a lot of Evangelion, <laughs> and these are the sorts of questions you're having. But um, n- nope. It, it, it's me. This is my new voice. So weird. <laughs> yeah, so um, we took a couple weeks off from this because, uh, and we've been talking about this a little bit, but I needed to have vocal cord surgery due to a uh, lesion on my vocal cords, which made my voice scratchy and weak. And um, so I had the surgery. It was a success. And then I had to be quiet for 48 hours, like silent for 48 hours. And then it was kind of like, you know, the Joker peeling the band-aids, bandages off to see like, ooh, what, what is it? And it sounds and feels a lot different than I expected it to. <laughs> I'm still struggling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's weird. Some people notice more of a difference. Some people don't. Um, I've noticed a difference and it's, it's taken a while for me to like fully catch on because weirdly, like the same day of the surgery, like as Karen and I are sitting there, like in the waiting room of the hospital, you know, like, you know, waiting to get called in to get juiced up on drugs and everything. Um, I, I noticed, you know, you get that little kind of feeling in your, in the back of your throat or in your sinuses and like, ah, shit, I'm getting a cold. And, um, so I had a cold. So coming off of it, like I still I was a little congested for, you know, a week, week and a half, whatever. So I was never quite sure of like, OK, how much of this new voice thing is the results of the surgery and how much of it is because I'm also a little congested. And it turns out mostly the surgery. Um, so here I am with my new bassy voice. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, I'm I'm pretty pleased. It's so smooth. Do you think you could like sing now? Um, I can sing a lot better than I could last year (laughs) um i have a lot i have control of my voice again um but i was never a singer but you know as a rudimentary musician like i can tell when i can at least see the gap between what i want my voice to be doing and what it's actually doing and that gap is a lot smaller than it was fascinating it's crazy i didn't know i mean i guess it makes sense but it's just still weird yeah uh but you know it's not as weird as greg what's not as weird it's not as weird as this goddamn weird show we're watching. No, it, it certainly is not. It certainly is not. So we watched episodes 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17 of Neon Genesis Evangelion. And the reason we watched five instead of four, because typically we're watching four at a clip with this project. Um, and that's because episode 14 is really just kind of a clip show. So, you know, here we are. Yeah. Um, and I think that, um, 16 and 17 kind of are a little bit of a turning point in the show. So it's kind of a good place to stop. Um, uh, so, and this is tough for me because I, in the interim have rewatched some of the rebuild movies several times since we last talked. So I spent this afternoon, like refreshing myself on like, what's the 
uh, TV show timeline and what's the rebuild timeline and making sure they're separate in my head. So I think I got there. Are the rebuild movies like completely new? Like, are they newly animated? Or are they just like re-edited versions of these things? Or So they are completely new animation. Um, the first rebuild movie really follows the first handful of episodes of the show very closely, um, sometimes even shot for shot. Um, but the ending of that and then is where it starts to diverge. And then the second rebuild movie, it diverges even further. And the third one is just almost a completely different thing. Um, it's it's pretty interesting because it's almost like kind of like a, almost like branching paths in a video game. Kind of feeling of like, oh, here's where it starts to and like, okay, I can see where this I can see the decision point that maybe branches off this new timeline or whatever. But let's not get too far down that road because that's that's all for another day. We should talk about these episodes. Yeah. So uh, start with Well, I'm just going to overall say that these episodes are weird. Um, Really? Yeah. I'm getting less uncomfortable. I mean, my, my uncomfortableness is going down, but my confusion is going up uh, overall. That's what I'm, uh, that's my overall feeling so far. Okay, cool. Um, I mean, you know, looking at kind of uh, those lines on a graph, right? You know, um, <laughs> uh, confusion up, di- discomfort, anxiety down. Yeah. Um, let's, let's see how those lines... Um, <laughs> continue to evolve over time (laughs) um but no that's that's interesting like yeah i think you know the weirdness at least like the psychosexual weirdness has certainly taken a back you know has 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 toned down a lot yeah do you know why 14 was a clip clip episode is there a reason um i don't know why um for sure now there's a lot of like evangelian scholarship out there of course there is. Um, and there's a lot of sp- speculation and, um, uh, you know, some of it is, 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 is reasonable. Some of it is not about the, um, the really the big shifts that the, um, that the show takes and the creator, um, Hideaki Anno has been pretty forthright about his feelings as he progressed through the show and um how you know what was going on for him emotionally artistically um uh but there is um there is a there are two stories that are important i think and that might have something to do with why 14 was a clip show because maybe they needed to stall for time as some of these things were reworked um but here's here's two things that, you know, to that are worth thinking about. One, um, he does refer to a moment in his life where kind of in the midpoint of the show, he's struggling with understanding some motivations for Ray. So he does some uh, research on clinical depression and in so doing realizes that he is clinically depressed, <laughs> has a huge breakthrough and. Um, which has big implications on the direction of the back half of the show. Another thing that happened, um, do you recall um, the uh, um, sarin gas attacks in Tokyo in the mid-90s? No, I didn't know that happened. 
so yes so i mean this was this was a a big thing but um it was in the spring of 1995 so at that point they would have been deep into the production on the show um you know if not you know nearly finished um so a doomsday cult um called om shinrikyo um released a uh a sarin gas attack on um on a subway during rush hour um 13 people were killed um you know 50 people you know 50 serious injuries like a thousand people with minor injuries big deal huge domestic terrorism attack but this doomsday cult om shinrikyo um part of their cult thing was pseudo-Christian imagery, and um, basically they thought that their kind of cult project was to initiate Armageddon to move mankind to its next phase. This uh, (laughs) had a lot of overlaps with some plot elements um, in Evangelion. How much we were never going to know, but we do know that that happened and um, and the creator changed course on a lot of things, especially in the back half, back third of the show. So between these things, um, you, there might have been a need to kind of like shit. We need to we need to stall for time. We need to you know, we need to, you know, or we need to divert some funding out of episode 14 and put it into episode 20 or whatever uh, that might have led to 14 being more of a clip show. But. So those are two things to keep in mind, Um, not only for just the kind of inside baseball of, you know, the pacing and everything, but also um, as the show takes some turns, as we'll see, kind of get it. So there you go. Gotcha. I will say the other broad thing before we get into specifics each episode is that the, like, I feel like this is a big shift in the show. Like 15, 16, and 17 felt different to me (laughs) than prior to 14. Mm-hmm. Like 13 was another, we're going to get there, but, and then it's like, yeah, this clip episode, kind of take a breath. And then it's like, it's still the same show, but it's like, it's definitely different. Like the animation feels better, like significantly better mm-hmm. and more interesting. And there seems to be like more going on, like between the characters, uh, with the plot. I mean, I know we're getting closer, you know, we're moving into like the, you know, towards the end of the show, but um, so stuff's going to start picking up, but it just feels like, like there's like a lot more going into it or something. Yeah. It feels, you feel like, and you get that feeling in a lot of kind of like serialized TV shows where you've kind of shaken off the, like kind of the monster of the week thing. And you're like, okay, we're getting into the end game now. Like all of this is now building towards something, you know, we, we are out of the character development phase and now it is all about like, okay, let's, let's, you know, let's solve some mysteries let's um you know let's move the plot forward but you're you're definitely right there is a big tonal shift that's happening right now not only in just kind of the density and the pacing but also kind of the focus and um uh the tone yeah so but before we get there 13 13 is i fucking hate did not like this episode (laughs) yeah it's not great it's like this episode is 95% people, it's like techno babble. Just like yes. people at computers going and the just like saying nonsense things. And it's just like, okay, 
Like this yeah. is this is to me what Star Trek sounded like to me as a kid. <laughs> it's just like they're just saying nonsense things and nothing's happening, and that's not. I don't think that's the reality of it now, but. As a kid, that's what it was like to me now. And this, to me, I was just like, I'm not following anything they're saying. I get that there's some, so in this episode, there's a weird corrosion virus angel of some kind. Yep. And which was cool. I was like, that's cool. It's a very different kind of thing. Like, I guess it's, it's a collection of nano bots or nano organisms of some kind. And it's slowly corrupting through the facility, but most importantly, corrupting the magi. Yes. Which were not mentioned for a long time and then started started to come up and then made very important in this episode and then haven't been talked about since. Well, yeah, I would I don't disagree. Um, this episode feels a little bit like and I think you could you could also make the argument that if they are stalling for time, this episode would be a good way to do it because <laughs> yeah, not a lot of action. Um not a lot of character development. It's just like, ah, they're going to solve a hacking problem. Yeah. And that is tough to make compelling on a screen. Um, this one doesn't do a great job. Um, I do think it is a, it's an important episode because one, it kind of marks a turn where all of us between this angel and the next angel that we see, it's less about a physical attack. Yeah. Oh, we're just going to shoot some big dildo drill at the thing. And, you know, like there. <laughs> so there's been a shift in the tactics of the angels um, and further expanding, like what the angels can do. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, and I did like the stuff with the Magi. Like, I thought that was like, I wish there was more too. Because I feel like they might become important again. And like learning that the one like they're like, there's like a brain in each of those things. Yeah. And they're like weird hybrid tech. Which, you know, makes me think, like, because you're looking at those, but you're glancing over at the Eva's, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's, so so there's, I, I, and that's the other kind of important thing here, I think, is, because there's a couple things um, of, first, they, you know, Ritsko basically reveals that, like, her mother designed the Magi and uploaded her personality into it. And you're like, okay, that's some futuristic computer bullshit that i've heard before um but then like when she actually like opens up the panel like has to like physically cut it open and there's a brain inside it's like wait you said personality upload this is different and was she actually like putting like electrical probes into her legit mother's physical brain yeah it was fucked up and then yeah she says in there like you could almost say my mother's brain is in here. And then she pops the panel and it's in there. It's like, no, that's exactly what you would say. <laughs> yeah, no, you exactly could say that. Let's go. You, you, in fact, you should, because that's the truth. But, yeah. um, but then there's also an interesting or, an, or, or probably a plot important point where Misato says like, oh, is that same personality like imprinting thing? Like, is that part of the a- Ava's too? Mm-hmm. And Reitz goes like, uh, who wants milkshakes? Yeah. <laughs> like, so that's probably something. <laughs> right. Um, but also a parental issue that's not focused on someone's shitty dad. True. True. You know, this is more like a female character in the past, like doing something relatively selfless. You know, well, it's unclear if like, did she sacrifice herself to become a computer or was it just, I don't know. I mean, and that's like, kind of the implication. Yeah. And it's not like completely clear. I mean, they're, they're saying like without the Magi, everything goes to shit. Okay. 
I kind of get that they seem to be maybe like doing the majority of the running of the city in the government or something. It's a little bit unclear because because uh, <laughs> it's Ava, so it's unclear. It's Ava, but yeah, so it seems like it seems like they're like positive forces within the the geo front. But uh, so I guess it's like a heroic thing to do. But yeah, it's a yeah. it's a strange strange unknown there. But when you compare it to like what you see with Gendo, and it's like. Oh no, Gendo clearly has something very serious planned that is totally his own selfish nature. His dick's probably going to get involved at some point. But then you've got like the mother <laughs> character and it's like, oh no, she was trying to build a great computer. So she like sacrificed herself to make a great computer. Not like she wants to end the world because something, 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 her dead wife. Right. Um, you know, so anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean. Like, there was, like, I think the stuff with the Magi was cool, but everything else was just, like, I'm like, this is so dull. Like, it's just, like, click, 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 quick, the Mega Dogma is whatever. Blah, blah. And then all these words <laughs> don't mean anything. I'm just like, okay, what are we doing? And yeah. We're going to do this, we're going to do that. And it's like, okay, if you say so. And it's like, we did it. It's like, okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I did, like, the, the kind of the opening scenes of, like, these weird, like, half-built test Avas in this underwater. Yeah, those were like, cool um test facility like just like cool imagery and they just keep adding things so that like nerve headquarters like they just keep adding these gigantic structures with their whole support systems and they're just like a lot of like you know like massive architecture technology porn in there that's just like oh that's cool i like that idea get it right that they were trying to say those were like those were like uh i forgot the phrase they used but they were like stand-ins and they the pilots could like pilot the avas remotely through them that was kind of what i was like what I thought was being implied. Yeah, I think they were, they were trying to test something or it was, they were testing synchronization or something and they, they were doing it in these versus the full models for some reason. I don't know. I really <laughs> wish also we knew like what their test, like they're just everywhere. So they're like, we're going to do a synchronization test. And it's just like, why? Like, what, what is this? Yeah. I know that like, have coming to, up, <laughs> they have to like synchronize in the Eva's like, I get it, but it's just like, okay, but what are we learning? Or like, you know, right. Like, it's it feels like it's something we keep coming back to like but it's also not something that like in other like kind of like teenagers learning to battle animes like you would have these like numbers that like represent something and all that really matters is oh in this episode so and so finally got their number up to 98 you know goku's power levels went up Mm. to 9000 or you know like that kind of thing but usually like they do a better job of framing it up of like why that number matters and how hard they have to work to get to the next one. And this feels like it might kind of be that, but just like totally half ass and just like not really meaning anything. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, it, it, and it, and it, it's clearly like, Oh, it's how much they're like connecting with the Ava. And when they connect really, really well, the Ava does cool shit. Yeah. And it's some kind of like, but it's also kind of like an emotional psychic connection, you know, not just like I'm real good at piloting. Right. Like it's inter, it's some kind of interpersonal thing. Like, okay, I get it. Cool. But like they keep saying like, oh, you know, Shinji's at 98%. And you're like, okay, so good. <laughs> is that yeah. like, and is what that, does that mean exactly? <laughs> and where is, did he used to be at 97 or like what's happening? I don't know. Yeah. And it's um, not, I mean, it's one of those things I'm just like, I don't know what we're doing, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. So weird episode, but, um, Going from this into 14, I was like, what are we doing? You know, because it's like <laughs> quick, quick episode. And then it was it had a little bit of stuff at the end. It's mostly yes. Gendo with the, um, what's the C? Sila. Sila. I keep forgetting what they're called, but the different colored old dudes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and they talk about the Dead Sea Scrolls. I think it's the first time I mentioned that. Uh, maybe probably not. not but, but the first time I caught it, that yeah. they're like following the Dead Sea Scrolls for something. Um, whatever those are, if they're like the actual Dead Sea Scrolls, they or, are not. Okay. Nothing. None of the esoteric uh, Christianity in here is at all connected to real Christianity. Yeah, I did like that they named all the angels after angels. Yes. Like, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and they don't really introduce those until episode 14, where they actually um, give them actual, like, um, you know, esoteric Christian angel names. Yeah. But, yeah, they all they all get them. And, and it's like, oh, that, that's cool. That Yeah. It's pretty metal. They also bring up, um, and now I have it written down, but I don't even know in the context, about interchangeability. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they mean between, like, the Avas and their pilots. Yeah, and they kind of make a point of it at the end because basically they see that Ray can synchronize with Unit One, right, right, but Shinji can't synchronize with Unit Zero. So Ray can make a connection with Unit Zero and with Unit One. Shinji can only make a connection with Unit One, and she has this like weird dream sequence, psychic sequence, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of strange. Um, everything with Ray is kind of strange. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really sure what it means. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that was pretty much. I think yeah. that's mostly that episode. Not much there. Yeah. Which is probably day um, five. So 15 is. Oof, this is a thick one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, still no, like, you know, another. There's no angel in this one. No. Um, but well, there is. Kind of. So this one opens up with more like Gendo and his buddy. Feeds. Yutsuke? Grandma Tarkin. Grandma Tarkin. Gendo and Grandma Tarkin are like on a helicopter or a plane or something like they always are talking about some shit we don't know about other than like the instrumentality project is either ahead of schedule or behind schedule. Depending <laughs> on who you, of course, they can't even be clear with each other. Um, Kaji's like doing some spy shit. Yeah, the, he's a he's a spy for someone. <laughs> for someone. Did, he, Look, did they say it was for the Japanese Defense Force? Well, we we do get there. Yeah. Um later on in the episode, um we find out that he is like he is some kind of double agent for the between Nerve and between the um between the government. Um but it's not really clear whose side he's actually on. Right. So great. Not helpful at all. Um, we're just further reminding us that he's a spy and we shouldn't trust him. There's something in here about the Marduk Institute. Yeah. I just keep which, thinking of black metal band, but yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course. Um, uh, but that is the, that's the outfit that supposedly is in charge of selecting the Ava pilots. Okay. But we learn that it's actually just a front for like Gendo and Sila. So like, and the show treats that like it's a big fucking surprise. And I'm like, yeah, look, I'm assuming anything that doesn't happen in Misato's apartment is Gendo's behind it. Like, he's yeah. like, there's no like, ooh, you mean the shadowy guy? The only shadowy guy we've seen is the shadowy guy behind this shadowy thing. Oh, no. Um, but OK, fine. I also I also never thought like the Marduk Institute was anything other than just some other. But fine. It's a big surprise, I guess. Um well, it's hard because they mentioned so many organizations in this and different yes. things. I never really know like what's important and what's not. So they're like the Mark Institution is not even real. It's just like, what was that? Okay. Again? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fine. None of this is real. <laughs> um, the, the, there, so the other stuff that happens in this episode is that Shinji is going to meet his dad. Yep. At his mother's grave. 
Yep. Is this the cool. first time we find out his mom's dead? Um, we've never really addressed. I mean, like we know she hasn't been in the picture, but I don't think it's ever been like until now explicitly stated she right. was dead. And this really cool shot of, you know, gives us a little more explanation for why, you know, Shinji's such a sad boy. And, um, you know, maybe some more motivation for Gendo, although didn't really show much here. They had this really cool shot of like, it looks like be like a mass graveyard for maybe people who were, I assume, killed in the, was it in the second impact or? Yeah, probably. No, they said it was, yeah, they said it was four years since they've been there, but, um, and then well, <laughs> I don't. Three years since they've been no, there? No, it wouldn't. She did not die in Second Impact because... Right. It'd be earlier that, Right. Because Shinji's only 13 or 14 and Second Impact was like 20 years ago. Right. Uh, okay. So I don't know why she was in a mass grave, but um, mm-hmm. they said her body's not even there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like... Gendo That's a weird thing to point out. Yeah. Uh, Gendo's such a dick. Like, yeah, he's the worst. <laughs> like when Shinji says like, it was nice to have his talk, he's just like... Okay. <laughs> His responses to everything are so just like, not even like he could be a dick. He's just like so impartial. It's like, we're like, they're like gnats to him. It's just like, I don't care. Like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's the scene of like, they're, it's, it, and they're clearly talking about like, this is the first time probably since she died that Gendo and Shinji are like talking about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, Gendo's there and he's like, he's like there for like two minutes. <laughs> and he's, he's like, oh, I have to go. It's like, he's like conversation complete. And then he gets <laughs> on the plane with, and like, and Ray's on the plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, what's up? Just leaving Shinji there. Like, what's the fuck, dude? Also, how did he get there? Like, it's just like, it's this huge, like, it's just, I don't yeah. know. It's a lot of questions there, but yeah. This is the episode with the wedding as well. Yeah. I keep forgetting there's a wedding in here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you get a weird scene with Masato and, and, uh, Kaji, um, where they talk about their past and Masato has a weird out of character meltdown about something. Um, I say that a lot in the show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I thought it was, it was, you know, I think it's, it's, it's like the stress and pressure on her has clearly been mounting. Sure. Um, and her relationship with Ritsuko is getting more and more strained, Mm -hmm. not only like interpersonally, but also, um, Misato is probably starting to have some doubts about like what the fuck they're all doing and who who the good guys are. Right. Um, so I could see her like wanting to get drunk and, and you know, get handsy with her ex a yeah. little bit tonight. Like, I'm like, all right, fine. She's a person. Um, yeah. Uh, and the the uh, they do that thing where like they want to do one of those like quick clip things where like it's supposed to be her like puking in the alley, I think. Yeah. But it's like it's literally like half a second. Like, yeah. What, what was that? I like couldn't tell what it was first. I'm like, was there supposed to be like in the, and it's like, oh, I guess the, oh, okay. And like, took me a while to figure out like what the hell was going on, but that can be a little off putting in the show sometimes. Yeah. Um, also, they, I realize it's finally starting to click. They overuse the word dogma. Like, what, why do they call things dogmas? Okay. So, like, there, there's a thing that Ray's in, I think that's like a dogma of so some there's, kind. So, there's central dogma. Right. Which is the kind of the command center for nerve. Okay. And then there's terminal dogma, which we get to for the first time in this episode. Um, Central dogma, like, obviously dogma is, like, like a cool religious word. Yeah. And, you know, okay, so of course you'd call your command center, like, central dogma. Um, Central dogma does have a scientific meaning that I'm going to get wrong as I say this, but, like, there is the, the idea of, like, the central dogma of biology, 
which is a like it is it's a term for like a particular theory that all of modern biology revolves around. Um, So that's just kind of a neat like I don't know how much of that overlap is intentional in the writing, but there it is. Um, But no, it's just because this this they like to throw they like to mix like science and religion for um, aesthetic effect in this show. (laughs) But there's really only two central and terminal. Okay, And what is terminal? So that's where we end up at the end. Right. Um, That is where and I think it has been mentioned before. um, That is where the angels are trying to get to. Oh, okay. Um, when they are trying to bore through the geofront, they're trying to get into terminal dogma. So at the very end, um, when Misato confronts Koji, he's trying to get in there, and he apparently just can. Um, so he goes into terminal dogma, she goes with him, and apparently it's the first time, and there's that big, fucked-up-looking white thing on a cross. Yeah, which is <laughs> Adam, the original angel. Uh, mm. That's what they said. They said it's Adam. That's what they said. Yes, oh, okay. That they is think what they said. Okay. Um, and is that near? Because I also keep saying they keep starting to go to this place where Ray's in that tank and there's all these like tubes and things. Yeah. Kind of like a brain above her. So Ray's in a tank, <laughs> which I mean, it's not a shock that she's some kind of weird science monster, right? I mean, no, it seems like she's, yeah, like not totally. I mean, I would say she's not totally human, but like created is the word i would use oh yeah 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 she's not just some teenager that they found yeah they didn't pluck her off the street (laughs) for sure um uh yeah i mean that's not really that's somewhere inside okay you know in nerve headquarters somewhere i I I think i conflated those two things yeah no i don't think they ever really give it a name but um but yeah so that's cool um (laughs) that like we're just gonna throw that out there too like oh yeah by the way like ray lives in a tube maybe um uh we get we get back to that um um i mean i don't i i always just like that that first image when they open up terminal dogma like that's always just been such a striking image to me because it's like there's holy shit there's a lot here um yeah it's like super fucked up thing like yeah face is like i mean you can tell it's an angel like immediately but it's just like ew and it's got like a big spear in its chest and it appears to be bleeding and its legs are made of like other legs. And um, yeah, and it's just like and it just like there's so much there. And you're like, I have many questions. And then it's like, here's the credits, though. Yeah. Um, so um, but there is there's another there's a, another weird Asuka Shinji scene in here. Yes. Where, and, they, and they kind of juxtapose it with when um, uh, Kaji plants one on misato yeah they uh asuka is quote-unquote bored so she asks shinji to practice a kiss sure or something yeah so they do that in here um yeah but then she does not get the response she wanted out of him like he he seems kind of like paralyzed doesn't really know what to do um but doesn't really like reciprocate at all yeah and that clearly frustrates her, so she storms off um, because I don't know if she feels rejected or what. But she, it seems like she's trying to play it off like, oh, you're no fun. Mm-hmm. But it seems like she was definitely looking for maybe something else to come out of that. Um, didn't get what she wanted. And then Kaji shows up at to drop off drunk ass Masato. 
And Asuka's like, oh, hey, buddy. Like, still trying to, like, weirdly, like, creep on him. Yeah. Um, and she gets rejected again. Um, Won't be the last time. No. Um, but, yeah, I just thought it was an interesting, like, um, further development of her character and, like, what is with her and, like, male attention. And Oh, God, is she a daddy issues, too? God damn it. Everybody has some kind of issue. Yeah. Um, you aren't wrong because in this episode as well, the beginning of it where Shinji is watching Ray clean. Oh, yeah. This is a this is a totally normal thing for a human to say. <laughs> I was just like, hey, like the, the scene came off like super sexual, which was gross. But then he was just like, you look like a mother. And she's just like, what? <laughs> yeah. The way she uses a washcloth. Yeah. Like. But the way she was sitting and the way she was handling it and the way they, like, made the, like, all the water, it was just, like, it just came off, just because the rest of the show has just imbued the sense of ickiness in me. I yeah. was just like, Ugh. And then he's like, or, like, a housewife. Maybe you will be a housewife someday. And she's just like, she's just like, what? <laughs> this is not a thing you say. But also, like, just the thought of, like, oh, you use that like a, like, that's not a thought people have. <laughs> like, like the, the, you know, the, the, I, I, the only thing I can think of that you might actually say in that circumstance or not even say, but like the thought you would have is like, oh, she really looks like she knows what she's doing when she cleans. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she just seems really confident and natural. Like she does it a lot. Like that seems like the only information you could take out of that. But he, for some fucked up reason, is like, oh, yeah, mommy. Yeah. Like, All right, dude. OK. It's going to be some serious Oedipus issues here, right. I think, is what so, I see on the horizon. Yeah. Um. OK. Um, <laughs> so good. I'm glad that they're planting those seeds. Yeah. Because I, mean, I mean, oh, mm, 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 now I'm thinking. But anyway, okay. uh, that's, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. Gross. But because, like, you know, he hates his dad. Well, you know, his mom's gone. Got yeah. some sort of weird daddy and mommy issues going on. Yeah. He's got all these like women in his life trying to play a maternal role. Yeah. Or also a sexual role. It's yeah. like, the area is very gray. Cause like Masato is kind is kind of his mom. Yep. But also like the show sexualizes her so much that like you can't help but feel that way about her as well, which you're sort of you're not in Shinji's perspective, but it's sort of biasing that. And then yeah. Asuka's bossing him around like a mom or you know being she's not being maternal but she's being she's older a, and condescending uh, yeah kind of place. a dominant position yeah a dominant position but also maybe kind of into shinji and then ray is whatever apparently washes like a mom or yeah. something cool, and cool thing shinji is actively interested in her it seems yeah um, he but, seems kind of drawn to her but it doesn't feel like he's like um it's because he's, like, into her sexually. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, he definitely feels a connection with her, and he, he feels a affection and a responsibility to her. But, um, yeah, but he doesn't seem to be sexually attracted to anyone. Um, uh, he I seems just this. embarrassed and confused by sex. Yeah, yeah, that seems not a thing he wants to talk about or do. Um, I will say that there is starting, this is part of the tonal shift in the show is that they're starting to be a little bit more like, uh, character action and that, and like the, the way scenes play out because before it was very, and it's still jarring, but before it was particularly jarring because like, it seems like Asuka was a character from a regular anime. Yeah. 
and everybody else is in this other show where everyone talks really weird and is very stilted and very like like just you know have awkward conversations and just walk away from each other where Asuka's kind of running around like a typical anime character just being loud and obnoxious like whenever Shay's walking through the house and Asuka is saying something she's just like what are you what, who is that this is the worst <laughs> character I'm like yeah you're right like oh. um mm-hmm. but now like with Masato's scene with Kaji and like Shinji starting to grow a little bit of backbone people are like actually like feel like they're engaging with the story which is kind of kind of nice because before it's just like everyone's kind of just like going through the motions but not yeah. really reacting at all but there well there are a lot the characters are starting to drive the plot more as opposed to an angel shows up how do we beat it um and i think i also think as these characters have got to know each other like they're starting to understand what they want from each other and they're tra- they're starting to like move towards that do you know what i mean yeah um so you're right. It is. I, I do think it's becoming more interesting in that regard. And, and the um, the groundwork that was laid before is starting to pay off. Yeah, perhaps. I'm questioning the effectiveness of that groundwork at this point, but we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So but speaking of angels showing up. Yep. We get a really weird angel. Yeah. Some sort of they called it something with a D, but I could not pick up what they were saying. Deroxy. Deroxy. Is that something I should be familiar with? Nope. Okay. It is apparently a mathematical idea, um, but other than that, there's no connection. Okay. But like C is in like ocean. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's there. I yeah, there apparently there is a Wikipedia entry, but it doesn't really. Gotcha. It's just one of those things. It's a uh, cool sounding name. So it's this weird like sphere planet looking thing. Yep. And it has the shadow that uh, can absorb things, and it absorbs you know very quickly. It shows up. They go to fight it, and Shinji kind of gets goaded into after he gets told he's number one. Yep, and whatever, um, <laughs> he's got the best sync rate now. Yeah. Hooray! Uh, he goes and tries. He kind of goes a backbone. He gets goaded into it by Asuka a little bit, and he goes to fight it. And he with his cool Ava pistol, um, and then he gets sucked into this like shadow thing. Yeah, and then begins what this show loves most. A ticking clock. <laughs> yeah. Show loves their ticking clocks. We only have 16 hours. Right. Okay. Before the life support goes off. And we learned that and I, I really I love this idea that the shadow is the actual angel. Yeah. With some like, you know, higher dimensional tomfoolery. And then the sphere is its shadow. Like, yeah. And I'm like, all right. I, I'm sure the math on this doesn't work, but like I like it. Um, I just like that conceptually of, you know, higher dimensional shadows representing as three dimensional shapes in our world. Um, cool. Dig. And, but what I thought was really funny was they're like, you know, when somehow they, you know, in a matter of hours, they figure out what this thing is and how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Reese goes like and it, you know, it, it we uses the shadow to basically like send things to another universe. And it's just like everyone's just like, uh-huh. OK. Yep. And yeah, then like, good. like another fucking universe. Like what, <laughs> like, what are we talking Wait, about? Yeah, we're getting into pocket dimensions now. Like, yeah, like that, no on. one seems phased at all. And it's like, OK, <laughs> back up. Yeah. So magic weird. is real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very strange. But um, there's a lot of drama in this episode, man. Mm, yeah. Masato lays down the beat down on Riska. Yep. Um, yeah, because, you know, she's blaming... They think they think Shenji's gone, yep. more or less. I mean, it, you know, he's got as much time in the life the life support, can keep him alive for 16 hours, but they have no idea how to get him out, and their only way of potentially killing his angels from whatever is to just drop every nuke they have inside yeah. of it, was basically what they said. I was like, okay. Um, 
and I just I still question like what the hell these Avas are made of. So it's like yeah, it'll be damaged, and it's just like what? Like you're gonna drop at least nine ninety nine nukes yeah, or something? Nine hundred and ninety two. Nine hundred and ninety two to be precise. All the remaining N two mines in existence. Right. It's like maybe like, and I gotta wonder like. Okay. Maybe start with one. Yeah, start with one. <laughs> like, maybe do, like, half. Like, keep a couple in reserve. I don't know. Like, what's the difference between 986 and, you know, 992 yeah. going to be? <laughs> um, not that they seem to have been super effective against much anyway so far, but I assume that's because of the absolute terror fields. But, uh, but yeah, so, but something happens to Shenji. He yeah. sees his mom. Or the so, spirit of his mom. It's the uh, one clear. Okay. So he's in this um, pocket dimension and he starts communicating with something. And we might as well just say it because in episode 17, it's pretty clear that the entity he's communicating with is the angel. Uh, it is, I didn't pick that up. But okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 17, they basically like make it explicit. Like, yeah, it seems like the angel made contact with him. Um and so he goes through this kind of existential thing and talks about his loneliness and talks about his abandonment, et cetera, et cetera, um, in kind of this weird, like, memory of being on a train, mm-hmm. I guess, related to, like, when he got sent away from his family. Um, and then he has this memory of maybe it's a memory. I don't know. Memory vision of his mother when he was a kid. And then that somehow wakes up the Ava and it like rips its way out of the angel. That kill was gnarly. It man. was like it was, it like was gross. so foul. I was like, ew. Yeah. And like all of a sudden everyone's like really afraid of the Ava now. Like they're all just like, oh my gosh, it's out of control. It's like, well, just like save this dude and like kill the angel. Isn't that what you guys wanted to do? Like, well, it also physically tore its way out of a pocket dimension. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So that's kind of something. And also did that when it was supposed to be in like low power, like life support only mode. Right. Even though we've seen it go berserk before. Um, yeah, I guess that's what I was confused about. It's like, hey, we kind of seen it do this yeah. before. But yeah, that was confusing and gross and cool. But uh, just like rip that it's blood everywhere and just like, or whatever, I guess blood of some kind of, some kind of red juice. Uh, <laughs> Angel goop. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then they just kind of like, they're talking about, you know, like now Masato is very like confused and concerned about, you know, not knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she also thought that she, she lost Shinji, which was very upsetting for her. Sure. Uh, and Risco is kind of being a jerk about it. Mm hmm. So, but she's like, she's determined to learn the secret of the Avas. Yeah, just the one secret. Yeah, just one. <laughs> just that one secret, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so she's she's kind of like, this is a big moment for her because she's starting to, um, because she, she as all this is happening, you know, she's kind of fighting with Ritsko about like, why is it so important to save the Ava? And what's so special about these things? Why, why is rescuing you know, uh, unit one so important and Ritsuko's blowing her off and that kind of, you know, really Misato's starting to feel like she, she's not getting the full story. Um, so we kind of start to see these battle lines being drawn between Misato and then Gendo and Ritsuko. Cause it's very clear on after this episode that Ritsuko is totally on team Gendo. Cause she's like ratting on Misato like, Oh, she's onto us, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's totally working for him without question. 
Right. Whenever she even brings up a concern, you know, it's like, don't worry about it. And she goes, okay. Yeah. Um, so there's clearly something going on here. What's so special about unit one and why, you know, in this, in this kind of psychic breakdown that Shinji experiences, why was this like vision of his mother? Like, why was that the thing that like woke up him or woke up the Ava to like do this thing it couldn't do before? Like, what's the situation there? And this episode also reminds us again of mommy issues because they're at the very end we have another waking up in the hospital scene and Shinji actually makes a connection between Ray and his mom, Yui. Like they say there's a there's a line overlap that he notices. She Ray says this essentially the same line that his mom said in the vision. And he has almost a moment to process that before Asuka shows up and <laughs> interrupts everything <laughs> as she is wont to do. Um, but uh, yeah, so now we've got that. <laughs> Yeah, and he says, thank you, and Ray has a weird reaction to that. Yeah. Like, sense of gratitude, but she's just a weirdo, so. Right, because nobody thanks her for anything. They just boss her around. Right. Which is weird, because I'm pretty sure other people would have had opportunities to say, like, 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 hey, Ray, could you hand me that pen? Oh, thanks. Yeah. Like, or like, like, this isn't the first time. Hey, Ray, you killed an angel. Like, thanks, good job. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess not. Um, yeah, so a lot happened that episode. And then 17? Yeah, seventeen's a little bit of a deep breath after yes, sixteen and seven yeah. or uh, fifteen and sixteen. Yeah, I mean, some big things seem to happen. Like, so we get introduced to that. There's a nerve maybe before, but I did not pick it up. But there's a second nerve center in Nevada, mm-hmm. um, and that is where they were building Unit Three and potentially Unit Four. So this is a little confusing. There's at least two nerve bases in America. The Nevada base is where they were building Unit Four. And that's the one that got blowed up, as they say. Um, And then there was, I I think, another one in North America that had Unit 3. And as a result of what happened at the Nevada place, they're like, we got to send Unit 3 to Japan. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Okay, that's not that logic isn't entirely clear other than like there's something going on at our bases and we want to keep the unit safe. Like, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Um, But um yeah, in my notes I have. So Unit 3 is being sent from America because reasons. So um, Yeah, and I just love that they kept using the term vanished. Like yeah. vanished, vanished, vanished. The base is the base is vanished. And it's like and I was like, does it wait been the the video may look like it exploded, but I was like, why don't they just say explode or like annihilated or it's like maybe a translation thing, but just like vanished. And I'm like, but I was really like, did they actually mean it just like disappear? Yeah, or it's like, like we all know what didn't just vanish. We saw big big red mark on the map yeah. on the globe like it got blown up you've seen what these you've seen what happens like in this world of things just turning into craters like <laughs> it's gone it's it's got blown up it um, got exploded quote from this episode is uh what's the the who i thought was not important character but i guess is becoming an important character um like the the former bully kid toji toji uh who spoiler is i guess going to be the pilot for unit three Oh, I thought they were keeping that a secret. (laughs) (laughs) The fourth children. Yeah, I love Uh, like watching this again and like how they keep trying to like make us care about, oh, there's a fourth. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? But also at the same time being like, oh, we're just this is just coincidence. We're just like checking in with Toji again. Yeah. For the first time in 10 episodes. Yeah. Just remember these guys like, oh, it's totally natural that we're finally, (laughs) you know, reminding you of these guys. But it's still we still want to be a surprise when we get to the fourth children like. Come on, play along. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm not playing along. No. Um, but my favorite quote is, boy, all the Ava pilots sure are a little wackadoo. It's like, yeah, no shit, dude. Like, what show are you watching? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and especially now that the angels are psychically attacking them and reminding them of childhood trauma. Right. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, they are a little wackadoo. Good yeah. Good call. Um, so most of this episode is just about, like, checking with Toji and getting him, like, you know, getting him laying this like very very subtle foreshadowing that he's going to be the fourth children kind of the fallout of the nerve two situation and um you know gendo clearly knowing something more than he does they kept mentioning the um was it the something engine the s engine s2 s2 engine yes what is are we supposed to know what that is uh, I'm not sure if we're supposed to know about it or not but that's one of the things I think they were trying to develop um in America, and essentially, it's a it's a new power source for the Avas that would let them run without the cable. Uh, okay, cool. I assume that'll happen at some point. Um, I my other notes here are that God Kaji is such a slimeball, man. <laughs> like that scene with the the one like girl on Risco's team. The like she's a com- I don't know, computer person, mm-hmm. and he's just like getting all like she's like harassing her effectively and yeah he's just like she's like i'm gonna go report you and he's like not if i busy up that mouth and it's like ew Whoa. like dude shut Whoa. the fuck up <laughs> it's so Buddy. gross and then she kind of like giggles about it, walks away and she's like okay um yeah i like i really h- hope that in like the original writing that line is a little less gross yeah a little less like you know pushy and, and yeah 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 it's like weird. Rapey. Yeah. yeah exactly. A little less rapey, please. Um. Uh, but my favorite quote, and this is one of the few times so far in this show I've actually laughed out loud, was when Kaji goes to Shinji and says, hey, let's get tea. It'll be fun. And he goes, but I'm not a girl. Yeah. Like, that's all Kaji cares about. I was like, what? yeah, <laughs> Shinji with the singer. Um, but just like legit confusion. Just like, but all, like what? <laughs> yeah. So that got me. That got me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel like we're, they said this was like a, a deep breath from some some plot movement in anticipation of some further plot movement. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, you know, it's a um, the um, the previous two episodes really throw a lot at you in terms of, um, uh, you know, character development and world building and, you know, really kind of setting up some kind of end game here where, okay, so who are the good guys? Who are the bad guys? Um, learning a lot more about the angels, learning a lot more about their strategies, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, then this episode, a little bit of, you know, okay, kind of take a pause before we get into the next batch of things. Yeah. I mean, I will say that, you know, talk about moving forward is that, um, they did briefly show Unit Three, mm-hmm. and it looked cool. Uh, give it that. I am finding the show's portrayal of Gendo very confusing, uh-huh. and not in like the like. I mean, it is a mystery and mysterious, but like I can't tell if he's a good guy or a bad guy, and but not in like a positive way. <laughs> Just because he he doesn't really like say much a lot of times, like. It's usually people saying a lot of things to him or about him. And then his response is being like, yes, or like, okay, or it's on schedule. (laughs) So I'm just, am I, I'm just asking, is it something, is this a feeling I should be having? Or is this something where I'm like, I'm really not picking up on something? Um, I mean, I think 
we're not supposed to see Gendo as a nice guy. Well, no, he's 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 a jerk, but I'm not sure he's evil. Right. But I think we're still not supposed to fully know, like, what are his motives and what are his plans? Right. So I think we are still supposed to be a little bit confused about him. Like, because, yeah, you don't really know, like, like, what are you about, guy? Um, We don't really have enough information to make a judgment. Like, we know he's a bad person, but we don't really know. But we also know that, like, there's a lot going on in the world of this show that might require somebody to maybe be a shithead for a while in order to, I don't know, save the world from space monsters. Right. Like, is it, yeah, is this like a greater good situation? Jen's and justify the means kind of guy? Or is this like a, I have an evil plan that is somehow more evil than letting giant monsters kill everybody or something? Yeah, I'm not, it's just a little unclear, but yeah. Okay, good. I just want to make sure that I'm not being like, that he's like a clear villain or something and I'm missing that or something. But clearly he's lying about a bunch of stuff to people and manipulating a bunch of things. But that could be for a greater good or it could not be. Yeah. Um, I feel like since we're juxtaposing a lot of our main characters against sort of like starting to maybe make them against them, against him, it might not be good, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of uh, it's a lot developing here. Um you know, and I think that the the shift from angels kind of just making brute force physical attacks to starting to attack um, the the main characters more personally. Um, that's the direction we're going in, by the way. <laughs> yeah, seems that way. Um, uh, so, you know, I that's really, again, where this where things start to shift here. So, um, you know, we are we're really en- entering the end game now. I need to ask something, Greg. Uh huh. Are we gonna get like at least one like cool battle scene? Yeah, that's, man. Like longer than like fifteen seconds. Yeah, man. Okay, because if not, this show is gonna leave me very frustrated. Yeah, man. There's a there's a pretty fucking boss one later. Okay, I'll tell you that because um, at this point I'm just like I just want to like I'm cool with whatever. I'm a very patient person. I can read a lot of things. I can watch a lot of things and go through a lot of slow moments. But it's like. I just want to see some giant robots kick some giant monster ass just for a little bit. Yes, we will. Okay. You will see that. And if we ever get around to watching the rebuilds, because that was one of the things from the rebuilds where, you know, the one of the goals was like, hey, what if we made Evangelion with a budget and could do the battle scenes that we want to do? Um, man, some of them rebuild fights are the hell of a good show. Cool. Um, so that sounds good. There will be, I promise you, there is at least one more really good robot fight. Okay. Um, between uh, now and uh, I had a the, question. The end. Another question. Mm-hmm. When Kaji was doing spy things at that like place in Kyoto, sure. And he he he's like, is he talking to that like cat lady? Yeah. Nobody knows who that cat lady is. Okay. Because you're like her mouth wasn't moving and. Like they're talking about things they didn't understand. I'm like, what's going on in this scene? But I just want to make sure I once again I didn't miss something. But no, no. I mean, it's it's a popular. It's a thing that like you know, like the wiki editors are still speculating about. Like, who was that character? You know, is, is she anybody, or is it just a generic like other spy? Um, my read is, yeah, that's just another. It's just a. You're you're not supposed to care. It's it's. The kind of, you know, like, have you ever seen a spy movie? They go and they have a cryptic conversation with somebody you never see again. That's just, sure, sure. Yeah, it's just what happens. I got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think about any other questions. Um, I say, yeah, a lot less like sexual, psychosexual stuff going on here. Uh, 
there was the forced nakedness in episode 13 where they have to like they're like getting clean from the mm-hmm. whatever testing they're doing and i'm like great make the horny teenagers naked again in front of each other like why yep. not <laughs> um it just seems like torture at this point uh which maybe it is because risco was the one time to do it i think um i still like how we haven't explained the penguin no, the, yeah, no. The intelligent penguin. Now. No, there's, there's, uh, uh, yeah. Don't, don't wait around for the that, only connection that. I have is that Misato was saved in Antarctica. Like her father's doing research there, so maybe like at some point she acquired an intelligent penguin. Nope, just but, a penguin. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll just roll with that one because there are certain things. There are certain ways in which this show is a conventional anime that needs a cute animal mascot. But like it's barely in it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, like the show they, they check the box with like the minimum, the most the most minimal effort possible. Yeah, and then they kind of, and then you don't see a lot of pen pen going forward. <laughs> uh, poor um, pen pen. As as you know, as the show starts to uh, turn, um, yeah, it, uh, um, yeah, that's all. Okay. A little less like goofy time hijinks and a little more, you know, uh, horrible trauma. <laughs> okay, good, good. Um, that's what we're here to see. Yes, that's what we're paying for. Um, okay, so I don't know that, I mean, if, if you have anything else that we should talk about uh, or think about. No, um, I mean, I, I think that this does mark a turn where it really becomes more about... Um, uh, the sh- the show does take on a more introverted tone, um, but you know, as I kind of click through the episode synopses for the remaining episodes, like I think we are totally done with filler episodes. Cool. Um, um, in the next block, it's uh, yeah, it's all killer, no filler. Um, well, yeah, it is. Um. So we should talk about how the remaining episodes are going to get broken down. So how many episodes are left? We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And so there are nine um, proper episodes left. Um, and I think three chunks of three makes the most sense for kind of the little mini arcs, so to speak. Okay. Um, so that would give us 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, and then... 24 25 26 which is really the the end um although maybe 25 and 26 should be their own episode whatever we don't have to discuss this on the air we can figure this out okay but um 18 19 we should say for next week what our yeah so that's what we'll do okay so so, so so here's here's how i think we'll do this we'll do 18 19 20 21 so that's a four episode block and then we'll do 22 23 24 that's a three-episode block, and then because twenty-five and twenty-six are something else, we'll do those as their own thing and like a final overall uh, recap, yeah. mm, if such a thing is possible. <laughs> but that's <laughs> well, we'll a solve it, right? Oh boy, uh, greater men have tried. <laughs> um, okay, so eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. That's the next. That's the next block we watch. All right. All right, buddy. All right, imposter Greg. I'm not an imposter. I am mm. the original Greg. I have all of his memories. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'll have to come up with like start doing those, you know, quizzes like, you know, something that only the real Greg would know. 
but I don't know what that'd be right now. So I'll come back with it next time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I know all of his passwords. I can get into all of his, I can sign into all of his stuff. It's just what an imposter would say. It's true. It's true. All right. All right. Later. See ya.